0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network,
1: The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com
0: Oh hi, Bob here Oh my god I've been pummeled for the last 24 hours As we all have with the fire hose of news Oh by the way, I'm here live, not pre-recorded This is really me, I'm right here, see Tapping on my microphone i'm here with this week's bubble genius showcase item of the week we all need to blow off steam in this age of trump just like the kilauea volcano right and that includes your favorite kitty cat bubble genius has you covered with their political catnip toy in the shape and likeness of trump's pumpkin-sized head let your cat disembowel the clown dictator while he or she gets all hepped up on the catnip inside only 10 bucks right now at Bubble Genius. Use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, the great Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show is here. Uh, okay, goddammit, Rudy did not say Mueller told him presidents can't be indicted. He did not say that. It was Rudy being confused and blathering about whatever you know the voices in his head are telling him. So we're gonna to get to that michael cohen is whining he is whining just like his boss he just can't take it anymore i
1: can't take this anymore
0: that was actually michael cohen right there someone stole documents on michael cohen from the treasury department we're gonna have that story and the senate has a few things to say about the russian attack this week all that and more coming up and now let the cartoons begin
1: Broadcasting from Resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of
0: deplorables. Never
1: give up. Never surrender.
0: This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I said that I would see because I heard that you were a serious man to be treated with respect. But uh, I must say no to you, and I'll give you my reasons. It's true. I have a lot of friends in politics. But they wouldn't be friendly very long if they knew my business was drugs instead of gambling, which they regard as a a harmless vice. But drugs is a dirty business. Don't call you. It it doesn't make any difference to me what a man does for a living, I understand. But uh, your business is uh, a little dangerous.
1: If you're worried about security for your million, the Tatalians will guarantee it. Are you telling me that the Tatalians guarantee our investment?
0: I have a sentimental weakness for my children and I spoil them as you can see. They talk when they should listen. But... Santino. Come here. What's the matter with you? I think your brain is going soft. From all that comedy you're playing with that young girl. Never tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again. If you vote for me, All of your wildest dreams will come true. the Bob Seska
1: Show! I can't take this anymore.
0: God damn it! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 17, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. Hello, how are you? Hello, Bob. We are brought to you today by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bowen on the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. I am not making that up. That is actually a thing. You can also find Bowen at at thebowenlawgroup.com or just click Bowen's picture on the podcast page at bobseska.com. All right, I'm done screwing around for today, so let's bring her in. It's Jody Hamilton. Hi, Jody, Jody, Jody. Hi, Bob. How are are. you? Hello, Bob. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? Hello, Bob. I am
1: good. Hello, Bob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jody, you know, yesterday, 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 yesterday. You know, it was was yesterday I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm just bombarded by the fire hose of news, as we all were, and the one thing I kept going back to is, Boy, I'm glad I'm not Jackie Schechner today.
1: because <laughs> That's what she said on Stephanie's show this morning. <laughs>
0: un- unbelievable the amount of news yeah. that we had to process yesterday following along with just, I mean, basically everything happening around this one guy. and And quite honestly, it's getting to the point where, you know, we really should at some point pay attention to other issues, but we can't. Because, of course, Donald Trump's sucking all the air out of the room because of his yep. criminality and incompetence and malfeasance and all the rest of it. And then on top of all of that, Jody, we get this maddening bit of news that, that broke sometime in, in mid-afternoon, uh, Eastern time on, uh, on what, what was it yesterday? What, what day is today? I don't even know what day Today's Thursday, is Today's Thursday, I think. Thursday. Today is Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday then. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. about halfway through Wednesday, we get this alleged bombshell that Rudy Giuliani has informed the press that Robert Mueller personally told him that the president will not be indicted.
1: i not buying what he's selling.
0: Yeah, that was, I mean, my first reaction was no, no, no. For God's sake, when are we going to stop? When are we going to stop overestimating this crew of imbeciles and liars? Because in this case, with, with Rudy Giuliani, we know that Rudy Giuliani doesn't know what the goddamn hell he's talking about. There it is. Uh, he has no clue. He's just making crap up as he goes along. And this was Andrew's a case... And he's doing it sober. Yeah, do, believe it or not, that's exactly what he's doing. Oh, crap. So... So yesterday we found out this news and, uh, you know, there was a clip floating around. Dana Bash was talking to Wolf Blitzer. Is like, oh, my God, you believe what Rudy Giuliani said? He said that uh, Mueller told him that uh, Trump won't be indicted. And, I, and I'm like, you know what? You got to be the worst prosecutor in the history of prosecutors. I mean, again, Robert Mueller is a prosecutor. There is no way in hell Robert Mueller told Rudy Giuliani or anyone else that one of the subjects of their investigation is not going to be indicted. That is just the most insane thing I've ever heard. So immediately I thought, well, Rudy's lying. Rudy's obviously lying, but everyone was running with it as if it was a real thing. I mean, it was all over. As I said, it was all over CNN. It was all over MSNBC. It was all over cable news and people were talking about it. And the thing I kept going back to before we get to the punchline of this whole debacle that happened yesterday afternoon in addition to all the other thousands of things that occurred. What I kept going back to is Donald Trump sitting there in the Oval Office, getting this news, and then reacting with that big, cheesy, stupid, creepy grin on his face. Like, oh, look, oh, look, I'm totally free. I'm totally not going to be indicted. Game over. Trump wins. (laughs) Mueller loses. You know, it's just like, no, no, no. I just, you know, hearing that... I tweeted this out yesterday, so if you follow me on Twitter, you've already heard
1: this. I do, I stalk you on Twitter.
0: When I heard this news, I was like, you know, telling me that Donald Trump is going to escape accountability for his crimes is like telling me Donald Trump is going to live to be 150 years old, and that most of that time he will be president of the United States because he has abolished the 22nd Amendment. (coughs) That's how I react to that kind of a news story, because... This guy deserves more than just about anyone else, especially in politics. But in terms of people who are in public view inside the United States, who deserve the comeuppance for all of their awfulness and bullying and crimes and all the rest of it, it's this grinning bastard in the White House. And to hear that he might be able to wiggle out of this is bad enough, but then to hear news that Robert Mueller told Rudy Giuliani this, it was like, what, what? what? No, no, this cannot be true. And so, of course, it turned out out that it it wasn't. It wasn't true. Uh, Suffice to say, what happened was, is uh, finally uh, uh, Muggsy, Robert Costa, (laughs) posted the entire transcript of the uh, conversation with Rudy Giuliani in the Washington Post, and here's how it went. The Washington Post asks... Did Mueller explicitly say he would not charge the president? And then Rudy Giuliani responded, he didn't say that. He didn't say that, is what Rudy (laughs) Giuliani said. And then he continues by saying, one of his, I have to check with Jay, he's in Israel right now, one of his top people told him that. So, yeah, so this is Rudy Giuliani, who's already like got brain worms and he's already kind of out of his mind. This is Rudy Giuliani transferring to the Washington Post, like third hand information, like some guy in Mueller's office told Jay Sekulow that this is going to be the case with Donald Trump, that he can't be indicted or that he won't be indicted. And then Sekulow tells Giuliani, but Giuliani isn't sure. He's like, "I, I just don't I don't know what the hell Jay
1: Sekulow told me. This is just... ah. So, that was that. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about it yesterday on our show. I was like, look, it depends on the constitutional lawyer you talk to, whether or not you can indict a sitting president. And even if you can't indict him, can you start a trial? I mean, there are so many... Because it hasn't been done yet. I think, and it should be law, that, yeah, it doesn't matter where you are in the food chain, governmentally you should be able to be indicted whilst doing your job.
0: Yeah, and and whether or not Trump can actually be indicted, whether or not you could
1: actually indict a
0: president of the United States while they're serving as president. That's beside the point. I mean, my my outrage yesterday stemmed from the fact that one this was being this was being taken seriously by everybody. Because right. I felt like I was going nuts. I mean, that was one of those moments where I was on Twitter. I was like, doesn't anybody know? Can't you tell? Can't you see? They're just lying to us again.
1: Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. This isn't
0: fair. And Did you like, feel oh, like you no. were taking
1: crazy pills?
0: Yeah, it's exactly what I felt like. And you know what? I'm feeling like that more and more often, and I'm pretty sure it's not me. It's them. Uh, it's them. <laughs> it's, it's not me. It's them. It's their fault. And so uh, so on, on one hand, yeah, I get it. There's a possibility that... It's against DOJ regulations to try to right. indict a sitting president. Now, that may be true. But on the other hand, Mueller is not going to tell Trump's yeah. own defense team. Because at that point, they just be like, well, okay, our work is done here. Bye-bye. And they're out the door. It's like, why should we even bother putting up a defense for Donald Trump if there's no chance that he's going to be indicted? And, of course, uh, we get this whole... We get this whole Godfather scenario. The Godfather clip I played just at the top of the show just now was what Rudy Giuliani referenced. He's like, yeah, some guy on the side spoke up and, and Mueller told him to shut the hell up. And uh, and it was just like that scene with Salazzo and the Godfather. Where in this case, with uh, Rudy Giuliani's uh, Godfather metaphor, that would make Rudy Giuliani Solazzo. Just, just right. so we're plugging in who 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 is which character from the Godfather. So if, if uh, Mueller is Vito Corleone, and one of Mueller's henchmen is uh, Sonny, is, is then that would make Rudy Giuliani Salazzo. And Salazzo, as we all know, was a mafia heroin dealer who eventually gets shot by Michael Corleone. Spoiler. Sorry about that. Do you remember what you uh, said? Curly
1: that? Larry and Mo. <laughs> That's right. Instead of the Corleones, because the Corleone family was kind of smart. These guys are more like the Three Stooges.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, these people don't, I mean, Rudy and and all the people surrounding him, they don't think through all of their metaphors. So I guess that's why (laughs) they went down that road. But suffice to say, this didn't happen, but yet it was out there as something. And I just don't, I'm at this point now where it actually physically hurts for Mm -hmm. there to be good news for Donald Trump. Because, I mean, suffice to say, nothing that Donald Trump does amounts to good news for him. Because Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. Just that the people surrounding him might deliver good news to him for some reason, and that physically hurts because he does not deserve to have good news or good things happen to him. He has forfeited that right for being just such a colossal dick. Okay, so, speaking of colossal dicks... uh, Poor, poor Michael Cohen. I
1: can't take this
0: anymore. Michael Cohen is so sad. He's like Livia Soprano and the Soprano. Oh, I wish the Lord
1: would take me.
0: It's <laughs> just. Uh, uh, Michael Cohen is really upset about all the negative coverage he's getting. And he literally said, I just can't take this anymore. According to two people familiar with Cohen's thinking who spoke to Vanity Fair, Cohen is. Fuming over Stormy Daniels' attorney Michael Avenatti's release of information about his bank records, and has grown weary of all the news coverage, uh, all the news coverage surrounding his attempts to sell access to Trump after the 2016 election. Cohen has reportedly confided in friends that, "Oh, poor, poor, poor Michael Cohen. I can't take this anymore." (laughs) Says who? He said that. That's what he said. He just can't take this anymore. Cohen was reportedly confided to his friends that he just can't take this anymore. And is focused on protecting his family, whom he thinks is suffering because federal investigators want to get to Trump. A friend told Vanity Fair. Now this kind of segues nicely with Trump's screaming this morning.
1: Yes,
0: which you know he's one of these guys where he's just like he's looking at this story where there might have been an informant inside the Trump campaign during the uh, during the actual campaign. And Papadopoulos. so, yeah, Papadopoulos, right. So Trump tweeted today, wow, word seems to be coming out that the Obama FBI, quote, spied on the Trump campaign with an embedded informant, in all caps. (sighs) Andrew McCarthy from the National Review says there's probably no doubt that they had at least one confidential informant in the campaign. Uh, This tweet continues. If so, this is bigger than Watergate. It's Donald Trump. Trump Well, I'll
1: agree with him that it is bigger than Watergate.
0: Yeah, it is <laughs> this whole thing is just gigantic. I mean, it makes Watergate look like a jaywalking charge. But this is Donald Trump basically turning the tables on law enforcement. So like Donald Trump mm-hmm. and Michael Cohen, these two obviously two of the biggest whiners. I mean, the whole group of them. They're all they're all just whiners and they they can't stop whining about their predicament, but they put themselves in this predicament. I mean, that's the thing. Yep. I mean, Michael Cohen whining about how he can't take this anymore and how it's putting his family in jeopardy and all this crap. I, I, have, I
1: have a solution for
0: him. Flip. Flip. There you go. <laughs> make, make life easier on yourself, Michael Cohen, and just confess.
1: Yeah, just 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 do it. Uh, ask, answer all their questions honestly and forthcoming, and every, give them every piece of information that you have, <laughs> and then they'll make a deal with you, and it will go away. You'll serve some time. Yep. But you'll it'll all go away. You'll feel much better. You'll sleep better at night. Michael, come on.
0: There you go. And so you know, it seems to me as if they're these kind of guys who, when they get pulled over by a cop for speeding, they're like, "Well, no, you had to speed to catch up with me, so you are the ones who broke the law." dirty coppers you so that, that that's how they they're they're just it's they're just flipping the script and it's so obvious and they're so guilty these are this is quintessentially the behavior of guilty people these are not innocent people this is not how innocent people behave there is as jackie shechner keeps saying there is no narrative of innocence that they are presenting it's just like oh, no collusion no no collusion they're the right. colluders Yeah, sure. Sure, Spanky. What are you, six? Are you six years old? Seriously? All these people are just little children. Like a
1: scene out of Bugsy Malone. So what Donald
0: Trump was screaming about was this story that we got uh, yesterday. One of the thousands and thousands of bombshell stories. Any single one of these stories would have carried a news cycle for months. But of course, we only get a few days. In fact, you know that ZTE, China, Indonesia bribery story? Lasted all about three days, didn't it? (laughs)
1: Now it's done. Yeah, dumb. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it was like the Schneiderman story. By the time I got to my show, it was already so old.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. It was something that was covered extensively, and it seems like years ago, but it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then <laughs> gone, gone, out of the news, out of the news. And again, that is a major, major scandal. Bribery is clearly an impeachable offense. It's listed right there, Article 2, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. Bribery is one of the crimes for which you can be impeached. And, of course, yep. uh, leave it to the Republicans to completely ignore the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But uh, but getting back to this other thing, Giuliani was shocked by alleged FBI spy in, inside the Trump campaign. Uh, he says uh, we could challenge the legitimacy of the entire investigation because of there being a spy inside the Trump campaign. And why was there a spy inside the Trump campaign informing for the FBI?
1: Because they were committing crimes! <laughs> Jesus and I, I have a feeling. I, I assume when Giuliani was a prosecutor, he had confidential informants. Yeah, of course. What are you saying? He's
0: didn't he say that he did? I think he of said that he, he did. did. He's like, well, they, well, this is the sort of thing we use all the time. Uh, of course. Yeah, because that's how that's how law enforcement works. And, and then does, yeah. does nobody watch Law and Order? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh, that's it. That's my my reaction is just to go. Uh, uh, I mean, there aren't words anymore to fully underscore how insane all of this is. According to New York Times, the FBI obtained phone records and other documents using national security letters, a secret type of subpoena, officials said. And at least one government informant met several times with Mr. Page, Carter Page. And Mr. Papadopoulos, acor- Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. according uh, to uh, current and former officials, uh, that has become a politically contentious point with Mr. Trump's allies questioning whether the FBI was spying on the Trump campaign or trying to entrap campaign officials. So this is Donald Trump and all of his people saying, oh, my God, why was the FBI spying on us clearly to undermine us and obviously to, to help Hillary Clinton, which is as you can see with President Hillary Clinton in the White House, you know, thanks, Obama.
1: It clearly (laughs) worked on her behalf.
0: Oh, my God. But what we have talked about, we're 22 minutes into the show. Uh, What we have talked about so far today isn't even the beginning of what has come down (laughs) over the last 24 hours. Um, So on top of all of this crap, Jody, we have this Ronan Farrow bombshell
1: right 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 in
0: uh, in the new yorker which is just i mean again there are so many things that have dropped in the news over the last week alone that could trigger all new investigations on top of robert Mueller, i mean we've got the bribery thing with china china we've got this whole thing now that absolutely needs to be investigated inside the treasury department like where did these documents go so in case you're not uh, following along with what happened in the new yorker uh, yesterday with ronan farrow's huge piece mm-hmm. there are several suspicious activities reports that were passed along from this bank where michael cohen was doing business as essential consultants and so this bank saw some suspicious activity on three separate occasions and filed suspicious activity reports with the Financial Crimes Unit of the Treasury Department, also known as FinCEN. If you've been following the Rachel Maddow show, you kind of know what FinCEN is. It's sort of this other investigatory body that we've been speculating for some time now might have been feeding the Mueller, camp- or the Mueller uh, investigation some additional information about financial crimes regarding Donald Trump and money laundering and Michael Cohen and all the rest of it. So, apparently, two of the three, uh, uh, what, what, what did I just say they were called? <laughs> suspicious activity reports. God damn go. it. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Lord. God damn it. I can't remember a damn thing. So, the, so, two of the three suspicious activity reports are now missing from the FinCEN database. Right. They just disappeared. Off in thin air, right? We got the information from the one. That was the information that Michael Avenatti dropped and which was leaked to him from this whistleblower inside the Treasury Department. Boy, you know, my dad for a while was the uh, inspector general of the Treasury Department. For for the longest time before that, he he was the deputy inspector general. And then he was up to being the acting inspector general during the Clinton administration. And I would love to pick his brain about this whole thing. Like, what? how okay. does the investigation begin? Because there has to be an investigation. I mean, they have to be looking at this. If you're the inspector general of the Treasury Department, you want to find out, oh, my God, where are these two documents? Where did they go? Who has them and why? Why were they taken? Why did they disappear? Th- what we're talking about here are two additional documents, each of which could contain bombshells just as big as the, as the payments to Michael Cohen, as those bribes to Michael Cohen from uh, Russian oligarchs at AT&T and all the rest of the Korean aer- aerospace, mm-hmm. and the whole list, $4.4 million worth of deposits into Michael Cohen's Essential Consultants account. That's all there. We know about that, but it turns out there might be th- two other sets of transactions. Again, it's entirely possible because they're missing that these transactions could be far worse than what are listed in the uh, document that we know about through Michael Avenatti. So, well, and they also
1: could have been completely destroyed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. They could have just been deleted. I mean, the, I guess these are all digital documents. I guess these are, since it's a database, they don't have actual physical copies printed out and stashed somewhere in a file.
1: A computer expert might be able to recover depending on how something was deleted, but... I mean, there's a real strong possibility that we will never see these.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then the question then is, well, who took them? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the content of the uh, suspicious activity reports aside, who and how did they get in and delete the documents? Was it just some rogue element inside the Treasury Department, some uh, red hat, some uh, uh, make America great again uh, Trump supporter? Mm-hmm. Or was this someone inside the Trump White House strong-arming Mnuchin or whoever else to gain access and going in. I mean, this sounds like a Kushner operation. (laughs) It sounds like something (laughs) Jared Kushner's doing in his secret mad scientist uh, lab inside the White House.
1: Maybe it was as bad as Manafort not knowing how to do a spreadsheet, and we'll find (laughs) it easily.
0: Yeah. Um, But it seems deeply, deeply suspicious. So the missing documents... That's why this... Uh, whistleblower inside the uh, Treasury Department. He's a law law enforcement agent inside the Treasury Department, which leads me to believe he has something to do with the Inspector General's office, which again, I'd love to talk to my dad about that. I mean, my dad's been retired for 20, 25 years, so I mean, it's not not like he's still knee-deep in that stuff, but he does know a thing or two about the operation and functioning of an investigatory body inside the Treasury Department, so I'd love to find out more. But, I mean, what we know is that this uh, whistleblower gave this document to Avenatti because he was concerned that more documents would go missing. And he already had seen that the two suspicious activity reports were gone. So it's right. like, oh shit, I got to get this out there before this third one gets deleted. It's like a scene from a movie where they're rapidly trying to copy the files before they get deleted by someone else mm-hmm. elsewhere. There there are about a dozen movies that have that scene in it where you know, a guy's trying to secretly copy a file onto a, a disk or something like that. And at the same time, someone else is at their computer logged onto the same network and they're deleting the files one by one. But can you, can, will he be able to get that file copied onto the disk in time? And we don't know. Anything. You mean like the EPA was doing? Yeah, yeah. So, right, right. Which I'm sure is happening all over the place with the, the mm-hmm. Trump administration. I'm sure they Oh yeah. They have deleted. I mean, remember, when Barack Obama left office, the Obama White House, and in fact, the president himself, were deeply concerned that the Trump team would come in and start deleting investigatory files. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they actually had some sort of stopgap measure so that the Trump people couldn't get their hands on them and delete them like we've seen with this uh, series of suspicious activity reports about Michael Cohen. Says
1: who? Yeah, but, they were saving them somewhere else. They were copying them and saving them somewhere else. And somewhere. They probably saved stuff in three, four, five different places.
0: But let's all let's all shed a small tear for Michael Cohen who can't take Aww. this anymore. I
1: can't take this anymore? Oh,
0: I wish the Lord would take me. So sad. So sad for <laughs> poor, poor, poor Michael Cohen. Oh, yeah, I know. He's so sad. Sad that law enforcement is crawling up his ass and nesting there.
1: He's so sad he broke the law. Sad.
0: So, congratulations to Ronan Farrow. Uh, no kidding. Who has just been. I mean, where has he been? <laughs> you know what I mean? Suddenly. <laughs> I know. Here he is breaking all kinds. Of, he's won a Pulitzer Prize and he's breaking mm-hmm. all kinds of stories about the Me Too thing, and then and then onto this. I mean, this is And a, he
1: looks nothing like, you know, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I look at him and I go, "Wow, that's
0: what, what How did they get Woody Allen to appear on the Rachel Maddow show last night?" But it's it's not. Of course it's totally not that. It is uh he looks exactly like Frank Sinatra. I mean, He looks
1: exactly like his father. Let's
0: let's not lie to ourselves. Ronan Farrell yeah. was fathered by Frank Sinatra. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely no freaking lutely. But congratulations to, to Ronan Farrell for that. I think that's uh
1: Yeah, he's doing great work.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So we're gonna do this.
1: Yeah, because
0: Breaking because news, the Cohen's so sad. The I love this He's so one. sad, he's <laughs> so being put out. Attorney, favorite, Michael favorite Cohen, Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary in Ann Arbor,
1: right? I can't take this anymore. Says who? Busting right into your house. I can't take this in The
0: FBI. <laughs> this is where Stormy begins. This is goodbye.
1: Oh, I wish the Lord would take me.
0: Go in me, go and you. <laughs> says who?
1: Says who? Says <laughs> who? Trump just has to face it this way. <laughs> he's, he's through. He's really true. Trump's really through. Cover ups never easy. I know money has to, to go. go. trump got to go. Going me, going you. It's the worst Trump can do.
0: And you know, we haven't really even gotten to the uh to the actual serious meat from yesterday. I mean, we're only like. Only like a couple of percentage points into the gigantic bucket of news from, from yesterday. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's uh it's it's exhausting. It really is. And you know, I typically don't complain about my job. I do this, I love my job. I love I love covering politics for a living, but just sometimes it's like that uh, that Lucy sketch with the bonbons yes. coming across the conveyor belt and you just can't keep up with them fast enough. Uh, okay, so in just a second, we're going to talk about m- more massive bombshells from yesterday alone. But uh, and, and some of them involve Rudy Giuliani, but a lot of them involve Senate Republicans.
1: Uh-huh. Got to t- They're t- up to their eyeballs in this stuff. Well, on, Well, in this case they're actually helping for once. Well, yeah, the, the Senate, I'm sorry, I was thinking of the House. Sorry. Oh, yeah, well, my apologies but, to Senator Burr. Well, don't don't forget that the Senate Republicans are also
0: up to their eyeballs in this too, That's especially true. Uh, especially Mitch McConnell, who is now yes. officially turtly enough for the turtle club. <laughs> uh, but but yesterday they actually helped a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that they in did. just a second. But first, going to talk about Harry's Razors. I'm a huge long-time fan of Harry's Razor. I I love my Harry's Razor. It's super comfortable in my hand and on my face, and it's the closest shave imaginable. And uh, I'm not afraid to say that as a, coming up on 47-year-old man, now 46. Oh, you're just a, you're a baby. I know, I'm I'm still 46, but I'll be 47 in a couple of months. And I'm not afraid to say, you know, guys gets about this age and and weird hair starts popping up in (laughs) in weird places. And so I've got like, yeah, I've got like the brundlefly hair growing on my back like my upper back like along my shoulder blades and upper back oh my god but my harry's razor gotta tell you my harry's razor takes care of all of it so not only do i use it to shave my face but i also use it to shave my back so I'm, i'm glad you're you're here to listen to this jody hamilton
1: i'm sure kimberly loves it
0: i'm sure all of our listeners are a big fan of my back hair conversation Ah, the guys who founded Harry's were fed up with high-priced razors with silly and unnecessary features. They knew it comes down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. That's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the world's highest quality blades for nearly a hundred years. And by selling direct to you on the internet, they can offer much lower prices than the leading brands, more than 50% lower, 50. And Harry stands behind the quality of their blades. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a full refund. Right now, you can get a trial gift set valued at 13 bucks as part of a special offer to my listeners. It includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, Harry's weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip, trimmer blade, and travel cover, and Harry's rich, lathering, great-smelling shave gel. My listeners can redeem their trial set at harrys.com. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to redeem your offer, to help support the show, and let them know that I sent you. Go do it right now.
1: The Bob Seska Show. Seska show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com.
0: Alright, welcome back to our Thursday show. Uh, yeah, that was the code name of the FBI's initial investigation into the Trump campaign in uh, 2016. Crossfire Hurricane. From this song right here. Yeah! And I, I'm wondering, when is the When are the Rolling Stones going to sue Trump for using their music at all of his rallies?
1: Well, I believe Keith was just interviewed and said it's time for America to get rid of Trump, and so Keith knows.
0: All right. all right. (laughs) Love you, Keith Richards. Stay healthy, man. Stay healthy. (laughs) Stay healthy. (laughs) We need you for the resistance, Keith Richards. Uh, Okay, so uh, yeah, we learned uh, yesterday that among the... Millions and millions of things that uh, dropped in the news that the FBI had uh, codenamed its investigation of the Trump campaign as Crossfire Hurricane, uh, pulled directly from that, uh, that song right there. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I think we'll come back to that, but I want to talk about Rudy a little bit more. Rudy actually confessed to collusion with Russia yesterday. I don't know if you noticed this, but he did. I mean, he basically uh-huh. said, you know, we, we tried to collude, but, you know, they didn't have good stuff, so we just didn't take it. But we wanted to again. He's sober. No, he's sober. He just doesn't know. He just doesn't. This is I don't know what Trump is thinking by having this guy out there, you know, on cable news as his point man. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it might not be working. Just a hunch. (laughs) I'm just looking at the at the landscape this doesn 't seem to be working quite well for Donald Trump to have Rudy Giuliani out there just blabbing and incoherently rambling on and on, but he confessed yesterday he said he said, according to CNN, when I ran, they were looking for dirt on me every day that 's what you do maybe you shouldn 't, mm-hmm. but you do. I guess he was talking about when he ran for Senate against Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on the Ingram angle yesterday on Fox News, there is nothing illegal about that, even if it comes from a Russian or a German or American. It doesn't no. matter. They never used collusion. They rejected it. If there was collusion with the Russians, they would have used it. He just admitted <laughs> good, to... Good, good, isn't good to Isn't that know. treason? Uh, good Lord. I mean, it's obviously uh, a conspiracy with a foreign government. Right. Uh, and, and we are... I mean, you could argue that because Russia attacked the United States with a cyber attack, sure. we, we could be in a state of war. So treason could apply. But well, I mean, another
1: thing is, is, I mean, even campaign finance laws, even if it's not money being handed back and forth, if there's something of value coming in from a foreigner, even if it's a, an ally, any foreign stuff coming into a campaign is illegal.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, on top of, uh, of being conspiracy, there are all kinds of uh, yeah. uh, campaign finance violations there, too. Yeah. But nevertheless, I mean, it seems here as if Rudy is basically saying that Oh, they they gave us stuff, and and we checked it out because we really wanted it. I mean, we really wanted to get this stolen information from Russian hackers and spread it around ourselves. But we took a look, and, hmm, we didn't use it. But... It doesn't but we wanted to. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't the statute say it doesn't matter if you didn't use it as long as you went out it and saw it? Yep. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it, it doesn't. It's like saying I didn't. I didn't buy the drugs, but I went to the meeting. I helped set everything up. I had the. I had the cash ready, but I didn't actually buy them. You're yeah. still busted. Well, they
0: didn't need to use it. I mean, that's just the thing because they had an outlet with WikiLeaks to get all of those uh, those emails out. So why even bother? You know, part of the conversation could have been, well, don't worry about it. We got Julian Assange is going to spread this crap uh, all over the place. So, you know, you don't have to touch it. You know, you can keep your hands off as long as there is this Magnitsky act thing that you can get rid of for us. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that's where these doofuses are like, oh, we're talking about adoption. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, no, you're not talking about adoption. You idiots. I mean, that's just it. These are dumb people. Who think yeah. all the rest of us are just as dumb, like we can 't see what they 're actually up to, because <laughs> they're so smart with their little excuses? Uh, <laughs> it just doesn 't work that way so uh, uh, so meanwhile, the New York Times has walked back its october twenty sixth article. Uh, and this is where, yeah, this is where it links up to Crossfire Hurricane. There was an October 2016 article in the New York Times, which is, of course, right before the election, in which they said that they couldn't find any specific connection between the Trump campaign and the Russians. Turned out, mm, stupid. That was wrong. Wrong. Was wrong. They didn't get that one right. And so they published a piece yesterday by Matt Apuzo, Adam Goldman, and Nicholas Fandos in which they basically fell on their sword and say, hey, you know what, that October thing, we got it, got it completely wrong. Um, agents considered then rejecting interviewing key Trump associates, which might have sped up the investigation, but risked revealing the existence of the case. Top officials quickly became convinced that they would not solve the case before election day, which made them only more hesitant to act when agents told or did take bold investigative steps like interviewing Mm -hmm. the ambassador. They were shrouded in secrecy, fearful of leaks. They kept details from political appointees across the street at the justice department, Peter Strzok, who's the guy who was texting with the other agent and saying bad things about basically all the candidates, Democrat and Republican. But he was, uh, at that time, senior FBI agent and explained in a text that Justice Department officials would find it too tasty to resist sharing. He said, I'm not worried about our side. He wrote only about five Justice Department officials knew the full scope of the case. Officials said not the dozen or more who might normally be briefed on a major national security case and on and on and on. But you know what? God damn it. They didn't uh, hesitate to make the uh, Hillary email story public. Right. And, and to talk about that right before the election, but actually something that would inform our vote, like knowing whether or not Donald Trump is being investigated for conspiring with Russians to attack our democracy. Mm-hmm. That is we can't talk about that. Better keep that. No. quiet. Better give that a Rolling Stones code name.
1: It's just not done. It's just not
0: done. So but I mean, if they were worried about secrecy, then why didn't they keep all of their investigations secret through the election? Mm-hmm. All of those additional details, including obviously the Comey letter, this is you know this is where all of this partisanship uh, with the Republicans, especially with the conservative entertainment complex, the amount of power that that wields, can derail the existence of adequate democracy to to mm-hmm. to, to actually halt anything that might hold people accountable uh, because they might freak out and say it's a partisan witch hunt and Here we are, here we are, Mm -hmm. where there is actually more people now, in general, who think that the whole Mueller investigation is about politics and partisanship than they did six months ago. And what's happened in that time? Donald Trump screaming about no collusion. It's actually the Democrats, these quote-unquote 13 Democrats. <laughs> he keeps screaming about <laughs> investigating him. And, the, and that's just that's the power of, of this kind of propaganda in the face of a very public investigation.
1: He should talk to Bill Clinton about partisan uh, witch hunts.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is what we're going to look at uh, a year from now. Hopefully, uh-huh. knock on wood. Hopefully, the Democrats take back at least the House to uh-huh. some degree, and of course, at that point, they'll have subpoena power and they'll have to reconvene a bunch of these committees and start these investigations or continue the investigations, but with a more solid posture, not unlike the or not, certainly not like the uh, Republicans who have right. completely uh, uh, walked away from doing anything serious with regard to you know upholding the Constitution and the rule of law. Yeah. But once that all begins with the Democrats in control, that's going to be the word. I mean, if, if Trump thinks this is a partisan witch hunt now with Republicans controlling everything, <laughs> yeah, if no voter, kidding. yeah, I mean, you know, voters actually thinking that, I mean, to me, that's that's less reflective upon voters and ignorance than it, as it is, you know, a, a, a critique of the press and what Fox News is able to do, because the word isn't getting out. Somehow Trump's screeching is getting out. But the fact that these investigations are being run by Republicans, you know, that's not getting out to the people.
1: It's because people uh, are listening. The people that it's not getting to, because most of the country is getting this. Yeah, um, it's the forty percent or so that are not getting their information from sources that are giving them the information. Mm-hmm. For instance, when <clears throat> when something doesn't pass in the Senate, somehow the Democrats are blamed when yeah. it's a you know forty nine fifty one vote. Against, I'm sorry, that's Republicans. Right. Boys and girls. If something doesn't get passed, it's not, it's not the Democrats' fault. They rarely have filibustered anything so far. Mm-hmm. And same with the House. If something doesn't get out of the House, that's the, they have the majority.
0: Yep. yep if they, they don't do. have
1: the votes, it's not the Democrats' fault if they don't have the votes.
0: Nope. Absolutely not. So, you know, this is a matter of... There being a major, major disconnect between the actual information. And and I've been concerned about this all along because so many people haven't been following the Russian attack. Nobody's been following. Mm -hmm. I mean, by and large, it's basically been those of us on political Internet with our faces pressed against our computer screen 24 hours a day who have been following this the most. And a lot of the word hasn't really trickled down to voters in general, you know, uh, non-combatants I sometimes like to call them. And so what you're going to have is a lot of people who are playing catch up and who are blindsided by some of these new revelations. So when when you have the president on on a daily basis just shitting his diaper over there being some sort of partisan witch hunt, some sort of democratic witch hunt against him. Of course the word isn't going to get out, well, you know, by the way those are all republicans, Mr. President. <laughs> you're not going right. to recognize that. But then we turn to Yesterday, when two Republican-controlled committees in the United States Senate issued reports and and other documentation showing continued malfeasance by the Trump campaign and collusion with Russia. And, of course, the Senate Judiciary Committee said Russia used the NRA, the National Rifle Association, as a middleman Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get money to the Trump campaign. This is the Senate Judiciary Committee. Or as Dana mm-hmm. Carvey likes to say, Judiciary Committee. <laughs> uh, the Daily Beast reported yesterday. Senate Judiciary Committee, run by Republicans, <laughs> said Wednesday that the re- uh, Russian government apparently used the National Rifle Association to help Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016. You know, Donald Trump was tweeting today, screaming "No collusion," and and they keep saying on Fox News Channel, "No evidence of collusion." Rudy Giuliani. That's not what
1: it said. It's not not what it said. Yeah, I mean, the, the, is ju- that what Giuliani
0: said? Right, But I mean, here we are, here we are, the Chuck Grassley controlled Senate Judiciary Committee, the Uh Republican controlled Senate Judiciary Committee, that the National Rifle Association was a middleman between Russia Mm -hmm. and Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016. Quote, the committee has obtained a number of documents that suggest the Kremlin used the NRA as a means of accessing and assisting Mr. Trump and his campaign, according to a report on the panel's preliminary findings on Russia and the presidential campaign. The NRA may have been used to, quote, secretly fund Mr. Trump's campaign, the report states. While the report didn't discuss the documents, it said two Russian nationals, Alexander Torshin, who we've heard about before, and Maria Butina, who we've heard about before, go to InvestigateRussia.org to find out more, were involved in this effort. Torshin, a member of Russia's central bank, I think he's from Venetia Konumbank. I think that's uh, I think that's what he, they're talking about here, uh, Russia's okay. central bank or VEB. I like to say the whole word because I can actually pronounce it, Venetia <laughs> Uh a t- Torshin, a member of Russia's central bank, hosted an NRA delegation in Moscow in 2013. Butina, founder of a pro-gun group in Russia, boasted at a Washington DC party following the election that she was quote part of the Trump campaign's communications with Russia. The Daily Beast reported. Right. This is a huge fucking deal. This, mm-hmm. again, how many times have we sat here, Jody, and said, oh, we have, we have collusion. There is collusion. There mm-hmm. is. Coll- we have actual evidence, whether by confession or by some other reporting, that there is collusion. And this is not, you can't make the accusation that this is somehow fake news. Right. This is coming to us from the Senate Judiciary Committee ungoddamn believable and then trump goes on twitter this morning he's like no
1: collusion
0: no collusion Uh, well and then
1: he's saying that that report shows that the obama administration was spying on him yeah that's right that's right meanwhile
0: judiciary also released a transcript of various testimonies including don jr who Conveniently remembers everything except whether he told his dad about the Trump Tower uh, meeting uh, with uh, 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 Natalia Veselnitskaya and all the rest of them, Mm -hmm. Renat Akhmetchen and the whole gang of Russians. He also can't recall whether the White House coordinated a response to the news. Uh, Yeah. Interesting about what he can't remember.
1: (laughs) Donald Trump he He's got Reagan disease. He's
0: got, I don't know. I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. recall.
1: But Ronald Reagan was at the early onset of Alzheimer's, so he had yeah. a real medical problem. Um, uh, Don right. Jr.'s just lying.
0: There was an actual excuse for Reagan. Don Jr. Exactly. Maybe, maybe his uh, Dapper Dan palmade seeped into his brain.
1: And... <laughs> oh, wait. Because he doesn't know between two phone calls who called with the private block number. Wait, does he use FOP or does he use Dapper Dan? Is he a Dapper Dan <laughs> man? The... I, I don't know. Dapper Dan is dapper. <laughs>
0: Just a a very, very obscure, oh, brother, where art thou Uh, reference right there. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Don Jr., meanwhile, uh, specifically asked for dirt on Hillary Clinton in that conversation with uh, Rob Goldstone. And of course, Mm -hmm. we've got further reporting on that. But before we uh, get into that, I mean, if you want to go and spend some time reading, there is now a transcript of testimony with Glenn Simpson, Donald Trump Jr., someone named Ike Kavaladze, I assume okay. that's a Russian, uh, Anatoly Sumatronov, that, uh, that was my radio name back in 1981, I was like, <laughs> broadcasting behind the Iron Curtain, I was Anatoly Sumatronov on the radio, and then there was uh, Renat Akhmetchin, who was also at the, uh, the Trump Tower meeting, Rob Goldstone, who looks like an egg with arms somehow. <laughs> Remember the Weeble wobbles?
1: Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: Weebles wobble, but they don't fall
1: down? They don't fall down. They yeah, don't.
0: Just ask Rob Goldstone. Try to push him over. He'll just <laughs> swing right back up again. Uh, meanwhile, there's also a, a Jared Kushner's prepared statement and Paul Manafort's prepared statement. Both of those guys, according to the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, Judiciary Committee, Judiciary. Refused to be interviewed by the committee, but submitted material relevant to the investigation, both both are prepared statements. So you can read those too. Oh, and also uh, uh, Natalia Veselnitskaya. You can also read we her, love her response. Yeah, Veselnitskaya. You know why I, I like uh, Natalia Veselnitskaya? Because I can actually pronounce Veselnitskaya. Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> While reading it, you don't have to just memorize it. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. Mich- I can't do it. Miklishefsky on, on NBC? Shevsky. Like, <laughs> if you read his name, I, I can't read it, but if I think about it, I can say it. Right, well, you, you, can,
0: pra- you can practice it during this commercial break because we're going to come back okay. and we're going to talk talk about we haven't even gotten to the Senate Intelligence Committee yet all of that news that'll be coming up uh, right after these words
1: hi hey how you doing hey let me ask you a question you gotten anything for your dad for fathers day yet oh balls yeah i totally forgot too no i mean i got him old balls soap Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town! He's crazy for the golf! Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by Bubblegenius.com.
0: Yes it is. Welcome back to our show today. Okay. I just don't know where to where to go next. I don't know. I'm just looking Looking around. We could talk talk about
1: Rami Malik as as uh, Freddie Mercury.
0: Oh hey, that trailer looks amazing. I know, he looks, he's going to,
1: uh, Oscar, this is an Oscar winning performance if it's half as good as the trailer.
0: Yeah, and this is the guy from Mr. Robot, is that the name of yes. the show? Yes, yes. Am I getting the name of the show right? Mr. Robot, is that it? Yes, yeah, it's okay. Mr.
1: Robot, He's he's been on, it's like they're going into their fourth season I think this summer, and then he was also in um, a couple of those Night at the Museum movies with Ben Affleck. Is there, uh, excuse me,
0: Ben Stiller. Is there still going to be a Sasha Baron Cohen, Freddie Mercury movie, or they have they canceled that, or is that like gone I, away I don't know. I, don't I mean,
1: know. if uh, if Rami Malek is half as good as what I've seen so far, yeah. it's going to just be huge, yeah, huge, they, huge, huge. They don't
0: need a second one. They don't need to do any more no. work. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so let's see what else uh, This is a, a fascinating story That got very little play yesterday Because of just everything that's going on And this, is my, this has been my ongoing concern Is that really, really, really Important news is just getting lost mm-hmm. Like the ZTE story, which Is basically a case in which Donald Trump was Bribed with half a billion dollars To mm-hmm. like, roll back penalties On ZTE, this Chinese telecom uh, Company that was actually Actively spying on people China, Thank you, China Thank you. China! Uh, So that news got buried, and this news got buried, too. The Trump Organization coordinated with Russians. Again, another collusion story. Here we are again. (laughs) On the same day that Donald Trump was screaming no collusion this morning, we have not one but three collusion stories today. Trump Organization coordinated with Russians involved in a notorious 2016 meeting at at Trump Tower. On what to tell the public about the discussions, according to emails published by Congress. Again, this is not fake news. This is from the Republican controlled United States Senate. The mm-hmm. Republican. I mean, I feel like I need to <laughs> emphasize this over and over again in case there are any Trump trolls listening. And I was like, for God's sake, you goddamn stupid red hats mm-hmm. Russians collusion, Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Grassley, Burr, Grassley, McConnell. <laughs> just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be getting through. Hello, hello, Red Hat. <laughs> Is this red thing hats? on? Is this thing on? <sighs> so we've got a, a lawyer at the Trump Organization who's saying, "Okay, everybody, here's what we're gonna say. Here's what we're gonna say it's all about adoptions. Adoptions. We're talking about ado- <laughs> Make sure you say adoptions." The the documents show that attorneys for the Trump families uh, corporation contacted attendees of the meeting before and after it was revealed by the media in an attempt to manage the response. One of the attorneys gave an entire prepared statement to a publicist for the Russian businessman who questioned or who requested the meeting and said it, uh, quote, would be our preference if he did not say anything else to the press. (laughs) <laughs> Donald Trump Jr who I I can't wait again are they going to have uh, Dapper Dan in prison that's the question is it or is it going to be fop are they going to get fop but he's a dapper I don't Dana. see any
1: reason that that Mueller can't indict the kids Jared they're technically not working in the White House they're not official anything. They're still private citizens, so I don't see why he can't go after them.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if somehow a DOJ regulation is going to deprive us of a Trump indictment, I want to see uh, Junior go down. I want to see Jared Mm -hmm. go down. I want to see Ivanka go down. Ivanka Mm -hmm. can say
1: buenos dias
0: to her prison guards.
1: Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Your accent's too good. (laughs) That's true.
0: Mine's way better. You have to talk very
1: white. Buenos dias. (laughs)
0: when she enters her prison cell and there's like a yes. a, a nine foot amazonian waiting in there she's just like
1: buenos dias
0: amazonian oh my God.
1: You'd Jesus think she Christ. would have learned better. I is mean, that, she's got enough money to have learned how to do a proper accent.
0: Was that was that problematic? I don't know anymore. Amazonian uh, is that problematic? I don't know. Uh, if she's
1: from the Amazon, no.
0: So Donald Trump Jr. agreed to the meeting after being told the businessman would supply damaging information from the Russian government about Hillary Clinton, his father's opponent in the 2016 presidential campaign. Thanks for clarifying that, Guardian. Uh, <laughs> the new information was included among 2,500 documents published yesterday. And which we're all busily reading through. The Trump Tower meeting is a key flashpoint. Uh, Trump Jr., along with Trump's son in law, Jared Kushner, blah, blah, blah. This is uh, interesting. After the news of the meeting broke in July, Alan Futterfoss.
1: Oh, I love that name.
0: I just love these names. Alan Futterfoss. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying Alan Futterfoss. I'm just going to refer to I know. An attorney for the Trump organization emailed the publicist, Rob Goldstone. Weeble wobble, but they don't fall down. Uh, Rob Goldstone, a proposed statement in Goldstone's name. The statement uh, supported Trump Jr.'s account of the meeting as a complete waste of time, which had focused on policy issues such as economic sanctions and a ban on Americans adopting Russian children. Um, This is interesting. It goes on here. Foss says, if you feel comfortable with this statement and are comfortable saying nothing more, at least for the time being. That would be our preference, said Footer Foss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so juvenile. I'm telling you, I get to Thursday and it's just all bets are off. I'm just silly Bob for the next two days. <laughs> and, and you can tell if you listen to the shows. Uh, so footer, <laughs> footer Foss said uh, again.
1: <laughs> can I get a stuffed Footer Foss? <laughs> That's right.
0: I, you know, I love going to uh, the 4th of July carnivals, uh, uh-huh. because you can get funnel cake and you can get a nice deep-fried Deep footerfoss. Dish- floss. Footer I mean. <laughs> you know, you want a hot dog and a deep-fried footerfoss? I'll have a deep-fried <laughs> footerfoss, please. Some uh, powdered sugar on my deep-fried footerfoss, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, <laughs> any statement should be accurate as to your best recollections, he continued by saying. Uh, this is just insane. Ike Cavallazzi, a Russian businessman who attended the meeting, Testified to the committee that Footerfoss's proposed statement <laughs> failed to mention <sighs> that issues around the U.S. Democratic Party had been discussed in the meeting. See, now I should be like I should have a completely sober and serious tone for all of this, we but should, I just but it's
1: impossible with these names.
0: Yeah, because uh, Cavallazzi said to Footerfoss.
1: <laughs> Footerfoss spoke. Papadopoulos
0: several, was in the back. Papadopoulos, <laughs> Papadopoulos, Footerfoss, and Cavallazzi walk into a bar walk walk into a bar jesus christ (laughs) Futterfoss spoke several times with kavaladzi by telephone before the meeting was made public according to the emails and was due to speak with Eamon agalarov so we've got agalarov footer frost and papadopoulos
1: they're a they're a new band they're going to be playing coachella next year (laughs) that's right
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's like a uh, a yes side project. You know, there's, exactly. You have Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, Hal. Well, you've got Futterfoss, Cavallazzi, Galarov, and Papadopoulos. And
1: Bachman, Palin, Overdrive. <laughs> Shit.
0: Uh, so we've got uh, Galarov involved here, the Russian businessman and singer, represented by Goldstone. And, of course, Goldstone, Goldstone wobbles, but he doesn't fall down. <laughs> Alan Garten, another Trump Organization Naturally. attorney. Oh my God, why are all these names cracking me up today? I uh, know,
1: we're both tired.
0: This is not, I know. This is but this name isn't even funny. I'm just being no. I'm just being punchy. Alan Garten, another Trump <laughs> Organization attorney, spoke by telephone with Goldstone in the weeks before the news broke. Following the call, Goldstone wrote in the email. They are concerned because it jinxes Don Jr. to officials from Russia. I don't know huh. what this means. They are concerned because it jinxes Don Jr. to officials from Russia. Oh, I guess that means links because it, they are uh. concerned because it links Don Jr. to officials from Russia. Duh! Oh, you stupid, mm, you, fucking, think? you stupid fucking idiot, Rod Goldstone. Rob, Rob Goldstone. There's too many Robs and Rods. I'm, too I'm, many. I'm, I'm mixing up my Robs and my Rods. don't ever do that ladies and gentlemen if you ever get no no that
1: could be dangerous don't ever
0: confuse your robs with your rods (laughs) (laughs) shit you know i would take another break to collect myself but we're out of commercial Uh, so see
1: that's what happens
0: i just continue on continue on here we haven't even gotten to the senate intelligence committee that said the russian attack was intended to help trump God damn it! I can't take this anymore. God damn it! This is insane! This is. God damn it! This is just yeah. absolutely fucking insane. On top of everything else, the Senate Intelligence Committee, run by Republicans! My neighbors are gonna love me today.
1: America! <laughs> That's right, America! America!
0: The Senate Intelligence Committee has determined the U.S. intelligence community was correct in assessing that Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election with the aim of helping then-candidate Donald Trump, contradicting findings uh, by the House Republicans last month. Of course. Because mm-hmm. Devin Nunes is so screwed. Yeah. Devin Nunes is up to his ass in collusion. And
1: oh, yeah. And the they haven't even it. interviewed him. Mueller hasn't talked to him at all, so I think he's a target. Yeah, well, like that, the people that have not been subpoenaed, but you know that the people are talking about them, I would be concerned if I were not being interviewed by the Mueller staff cuz well, like uh-oh.
0: I mean, he's passing classified documents on to the mm-hmm. white, to the to Trump's legal team for God's sake in the dead of night. I think he actually changed cabs at some point. in that Yeah. I think Adam Schiff calls it uh, Devin Nunes's midnight run to the mm-hmm. White House. He's like All full of intrigue and I got to change cabs, got to change cabs in case I'm being followed by Mueller or something. Right, right. Uh, We see no reason to dispute the intelligence community's conclusions. The committee chairman, Senator Richard Burr, Republican from North Carolina, said Wednesday (laughs) in a joint statement with his vice chair, Alan Futterfoss. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) His vice chair is Mark Warner, of course, who added our staff concluded that the conclusions were accurate and on point. So they concluded that the conclusions were right. The Russian effort was extensive, sophisticated and ordered by President Putin himself for the purpose of helping Donald Trump and hurting Hillary Clinton, period. This Mm -hmm. marks the second of four interim findings. The Intelligence Committee has said it will disclose before tackling the more consequential question of whether Trump and his associates colluded with Russia to influence the election outcome, allegations the president has denied and sought to discredit. So good God. Good God. The committee, which earlier this month released related findings on election security, is expected to publish comprehensive a comprehensive final report in the fall, which happens right before the midterms, mm-hmm. in which if you are a Democrat and you are listening to the sound of my voice and the sound of Jody Hamilton's voice, find 10 of your closest friends who may or may not vote. And physically abduct them. Get out your cable ties and your duct tape. Abduct them and drive them to the polls to vote against the Republican Party in the midterms. Because if this does not happen, if the Democrats do not take back the House, well, there's not even any ifs. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. They have to. Right. This is, Jody, this is mandatory that the Democrats take back the House. There is no. Well, maybe, maybe not. No, it has to happen. It has to happen. There's no other choice here. Mm -hmm. You do not elect, if you do not elect Democrats to take over the House next year, if the Democrats do not win a majority in the House, and again, we're not that far away. The goal is 218. Get to 218 votes. They control the majority. They could subpoena. They can hold hearings, public Mm -hmm. hearings, in -hmm. which people like Donald Derp Jr. can show up and testify in public again. Mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine. You want motivation to go out and vote? Just imagine all of the open hearings that will be had yeah. with all of these suspects, including Alan Futterfoss. Uh, my favorite guy. Our favorite name. So that is all, that's all happening all at once. And Jesus, you know, we didn't even get to one of the major stories because we, we have to start wrapping up at this point. But Donald Trump signed a letter of intent to build Trump Tower Moscow while campaigning for president, yep. And that story gets buried at the end of our show. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Thank you to the, thank you to the fire hose of news. I just, I'm just like Michael Cohen. I just, I can't take this anymore. I
1: can't take this anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I wish the Lord would take me. Oh,
1: I wish the Lord would take me. Says who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, our silliest show for a long time, as. <laughs> has been brought to you by BubbleGenius.com and by the Bowen Law Group and by Harry's Razors. Thank you very much. Uh, Jody Hamilton can be found at From-The-Bunker.com. Also on the Stephanie Miller Show every Tuesday. Uh, Buzz Burbank, meanwhile, can be found at BuzzBurbank.com and RealmNetwork.com. Mark and Lowell are at RealmNetwork.com. You want a great show to listen to that has nothing to do with politics, go listen to the Mark and Lowell Show. Uh, Jackie Schechter is at InvestigateRussia.org, the busiest person in show business. Right, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said she was in show business. I don't know why. Uh, Stephanie Miller Show is at Miller.com and you can follow Stephanie at, at Steph Miller Show on Twitter. Plus, go and sign up for the Happy Hour podcast on iTunes. It's free now, free F R E E. Uh, Kimberly Johnson's podcast is at patreon.com slash start me up. They've got a new episode coming out this Wednesday, so stand by for that. I think they've got another big guest. Oh, yeah, Molly Jong Fast, I think, is going to be on on Wednesday. Uh, David Ferguson's at Facebook.com slash Compromat Band. we got to get T-Rex back on the show. Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at JenKirkman.com. And please listen to this show in addition to on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and at BobSuska.com. You can also listen to this show at LittleGreenFootballs.com thanks to our good friend Charles Johnson. All right, that's it for today's show. Have a great weekend. Don't go insane. And uh, Alan Futterfoss. Bye-bye.
1: take this anymore. <laughs>